this podcast produced by Imagine, your resource for early childhood music therapy. Imagine is produced by Della Vista Publisher and can be found on the web at www.imagine.musictherapy.biz. This podcast is entitled Rhythm, Rhyme and Remarkable Repetition, an Effective Foundation for Literacy and presented by Kathy Shoemaker. Kathy is a music therapist with additional training in brain gym, literacy link and sign language. She works in private practice near Oshkosh, Wisconsin, with a focus on reaching children with diverse learning styles and those with an autism spectrum disorder, Kathy is passionate about improving literacy for all children. She has presented on this topic at numerous conferences. Author of Alphabet, Stuart Chocolate 2, Songs for Developing Phonological Awareness, Literacy and Communication Skills, Kathy blogs at www.tunefulteaching.com. The development of phonological awareness is critical for both learning to communicate and to read. This podcast gives an overview of phonological awareness and illustrates how the skill of rhythm can be taught through music. A brief summary of research supporting the use of music for teaching these skills is included. The majority of people pick up the skill of rhyming through osmosis during their early childhood years. After frequent exposure to nursery rhymes, books, and singing, they spontaneously start generating rhyming words themselves. These frequently appear as nonsense words as they play with language. It might sound something like zoo, moo, roo, foo, goo. This is one example of how phonological awareness, a critical building block for literacy, develops in approximately two-thirds of the population. For children with frequent ear infections, those with a visual learning strength, and children with autism spectrum disorder, these skills might not develop unless they are explicitly taught in a concrete manner. By definition, phonological awareness is the awareness of and ability to manipulate the sounds of language. In early stages, it does not involve print. Children are supposed to tune into the sounds of language and learn to manipulate these sounds in a developmental progression of large chunks to small chunks. This includes learning that a sentence is composed of words, words can be separated into syllables, and syllables can be split into onsets and rhymes. The first sound in a one-syllable word is the onset, and all that follows is a rhyme, spelled R-I-M-E. It is no coincidence that being able to keep the rhyme, or word family, the same and change the first sound is how we make rhymes. Pronounced the same, but spelled R-H-Y-M-E. The final stage of phonological awareness is learning to manipulate the sounds of our language at the phoneme level, technically called phonemic awareness. At the phoneme stage, it is critical that children make the speech-to-print connection. This is where traditional phonics comes in. But there is so much to learn before we get to that point. Awareness of sounds and manipulation of auditory input is not an easy task for those who rely on visual learning. Some will argue that these kids are sight readers and we should teach to their strength. I agree, but with an important caveat. We are all sight readers. We all rely on a combination of reading by sight and sounding out unfamiliar words. It is impossible to memorize the entire English language. Research shows that even kids identified as being hyperlexic are not reading completely by sight. 
By teaching phonological awareness skills, we are helping children tune into the sounds of language. This improves their ability to read, even if they continue to read primarily by sight. In my experience, improvement in phonological awareness skills when taught through music and rhythm simultaneously result in improved receptive and expressive communication skills. To demonstrate the use of music for teaching phonological awareness, we will focus on the skill of rhyming. There are multiple skill levels for rhyme. Rhyme recognition, rhyme judgment, rhyme oddity, rhyme completion, and rhyme production. The ability to recognize rhymes, an auditory skill, has been successfully taught by initially involving a series of visual cues structured with the motivating medium of music. The video clip shows a four-and-a-half-year-old boy with autism spectrum disorder. Nine months prior to this video, Spencer started receiving individual music therapy twice a week. At that point, he was just starting to use language. In the initial assessment and early weeks of therapy, Spencer inconsistently spoke very quietly in one- to two-word phrases, but only when cued. Around the age of four, he demonstrated the ability to read. In the video clip, you will see him learning to recognize rhyming words. Initially, we rehearsed a series of rhyming words with the rhyme printed in red. At the point of this video, the words are being shown to Spencer in black print, and he is being asked to provide the rhyme. The music provides a focus and improves Spencer's ability to attend to the task. The inherent rhythm of the melody and the guitar accompaniment provide a template for a response. The anticipatory nature of rhythm creates predictability. Research has clearly established that entrainment can be utilized to improve gait and other gross motor skills. Evidence suggests that brain waves and oral motor skills can also be coordinated with an external rhythm due to the synchronized firing of neurons. Another benefit to structuring learning through music is that more repetitions are possible without losing the child's attention. Imagine giving verbal directives for a child to touch 22 body parts in the span of approximately 30 seconds. Doing so would no doubt become a bit monotonous for the child and the teacher. Instead, try accomplishing this with a simple song like Head, Shoulders, Knees, and Toes, and you have an enjoyable context for repetition. The more that a skill is repeated, the more dense the myelination of axons, and therefore, the quicker the recall of information. It is important for you to know that following the step shown in the video clip, we rehearsed all 60 rhyme sets without any visual cue. With scaffolding and fading prompts, Spencer was able to tune into the auditory sounds and not rely on the visual cue of the printed word. Soon after, his ability to spontaneously generate rhyming words started to develop. If our little students learn to rhyme and manipulate the sounds of language in early childhood, they may experience more success in their ability to read and communicate throughout life. Teaching these skills through music and rhythm makes them truly accessible for all learners. Thanks for listening to this Imagine podcast produced in 2014.